Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. What's up, monkeys? Monkey Dan here. Before we dive into episode number 46 of the Live Wild or Die podcast, I wanted to announce we're doing a huge and epic, epic giveaway with like 20 other brands. Several of them are from Kickstarter. There's Peak Design. There's Giver. There's Biolite. There's, there's tons of awesome brands. They're in this outdoor adventure fitness space. And I've met several of the founders myself. They've sent me some of their gear. It's there's tons of high quality stuff. So definitely check it out. I'll put a link in the show notes. The contest ends February 23rd, 2020. So still got a little bit of time, but I'll put a, I'll put a link in sign up. It's uh there's like $12,000 worth of prizes. And again, the companies that are all doing it, they're legit. And I, like I said, I've met several of the founders, so I can vouch for them. And I actually use a lot of them personally. So check out the contest. We're also giving away some monkey gear as well. So hopefully you guys, hopefully a monkey wins and best of luck. Let's dive into the episode. Hope you enjoy. What's up monkeys, monkey Dan here, and welcome to episode number 46 of the live wild or die podcast. It's Friday. Fridays are kind of becoming this variety show day, which I'm okay with and I'm going to dive right in here. So first topic is actually from a, it's a question from an Instagram story I'd put up just requesting topics for the show. So got to give a shout out to walking with Winston three, three, three. Thank you for your question. And their question is how long does it take to see results? So great question. And I think results are often thrown out there as kind of this very ambiguous kind of abstract concept. So hopefully this can shed a little bit more light on it. So First of all, it's just, it depends on what your definition of results are. So it could be weight loss. It could be getting stronger. It could just be feeling better. There's so many different ways you could quantify results, but you can get strong very well. You can get stronger very quickly, especially if you're coming from a deconditioned state or maybe you've never trained in your life, at least maybe upper body. So you're going to get strong super fast. And a big reason for that, it's, this neuromuscular system is what's kind of getting activated and firing back up. So essentially what's happening is your brain is learning to recruit more muscle fibers in a more efficient way and faster so you can produce more force. So a lot of the initial strength gains that you'll see is actually more neuromuscular than it is like the muscle getting bigger or something like that. And so I think, I think skill also plays into this as well. So you can get, you can gain skills in your movement quite quickly. So you can think of strength as, as a skill and your body again is learning how to adapt and balance and coordinate everything, especially with pocket monkey, monkey bars. You know, there's so much coordination and full body tension required that, you know, maybe the first time you try and do pull up or excuse me, push ups, pull ups, dips, whatever the exercise is, even tucks or planks, something like that you're going to feel kind of shaky, but then you'll notice over time, every time you train, especially during that first two to four weeks, you'll start to smooth out a little bit more. You'll feel just a little bit more solid each time until finally just, it feels normal. So again, it's just your body learning how to coordinate all the musculature and kind of build strength as a skill as well. 
And then for more like dramatic results. So if you want to, if you think about like that kind of transformational shot where it's, if you took a picture of yourself on day one and then another picture in the future, how long would that take? And I think two to four weeks is a pretty safe estimate. And that's assuming you're eating well and you're, you're just living this monkey life, right? You're not, you're not working out and then going to McDonald's or something like that. So I think two to four weeks is a legitimate time frame to see real visual results and a real change in body composition. And I also want to add on that. So especially, especially if you're coming off the couch or you're getting back into training after some time off, you're going to see results very quickly, especially from a strength perspective. And it's just, it's important during this initial phase to really pay attention to your body and make sure you don't get injured. So the muscles are just going to get, they're going to get strong so fast. Your connective tissue can't quite keep up with that. So it's good to take, make sure you're taking appropriate adaptation and recovery time. And then if you are feeling pain, especially in the joints, just ease off a little bit, play for the long game. Again, the muscle gets stronger so much faster relative to connective tissue. Connective tissue just doesn't have the same blood supply. So it just takes a little bit longer to catch up. So just be cognizant of that and make sure you can be wild for years to come. All right. So great, great question. Thank you. All right. Next, I want to talk about, this was inspired by monkey Craig. We'd emailed back and forth after the stress and anxiety episode. I was looking back through those, but I was thinking about this just in my, from my own training and then just making sure as a monkey community and monkey family, we keep this at the front of our mind and don't get, uh, don't get ahead of ourselves, but you can't always train at high intensity. And I'd say, if you think you are, you're probably not just by the nature of high intensity, you can't do it that often because you need to be so well rested to get to that level. So, excuse me, if you think of it like a pyramid, you've got kind of low intensity at the bottom, moderate in the middle, and then high intensity is that pinnacle. So I think you need variety of intensity as well as a variety of movement patterns, right? So I don't want to always do the same exercises all the time. And I I mentioned in a previous episode how I really want to spend some time, sit down and think about this morning routine. It's, you know, again, if, if something is always better than nothing. So if you wake up, you're just, you can't think of something squats, push up rows. That's always a great thing to go to. And I think that'll always be foundational, but I want to take the time to sit down and just add some more variety and just be a little bit more thoughtful and nuanced about mixing up the exercises. So I don't just get stuck in the same movement pattern. So I think we need variety of intensity. We need variety of movement pattern and probably you don't, it's, it's likely, especially if you're someone that likes to go hard, it's possible. And I'm very guilty of this myself. It's possible and probably even probable that you might be doing too much high intensity and not enough low or moderate. So I, you know, it's kind of like in the endurance world there, they talk about training in this black hole, which I totally used to do, especially in college and high school, I'd go out for a run and just, I'd go to the death every single time. And if I wasn't a little bit faster or something, every time I felt like I was a failure, but you know, as an athlete, I think that came back to bite me because I remember, I always remember at the end of every season, whether it was lacrosse or hockey, 
I just, I always felt burnt out. And I think I, I think I was doing, I was trying to do too much and just not, I wasn't adapting. I wasn't adapting and I definitely wasn't recovering from practices, workouts and all that. It was my own fault. So especially in college, I would like, you know, we'd be on the field for two or three hours. It's cold. Plus you're stressed from school. You're not eating super well. You're not sleeping super well. Then I'd go lift weights. It just, you know, it, uh, I definitely don't think it was a healthy way to train. I'll say that for sure. And, you know, again, at the end of the season, I was just, I was always burnt out physically and then mentally as well. I just kind of lost that edge. I think, you know, that just looking back on it and knowing what I know now about training, strength training, nutrition, sleep, all that stuff. I just, uh, I can see this, this basically a pattern of burnout in myself, which is unfortunate because, you know, the end of the season, that's, that's where things matter most. And I think, um, I think I did myself and ultimately my team a disservice by overtraining. So trying to avoid that now and spread the word to the monkey family. All right. So one thing I've been super psyched on recently is training for a one arm pull up. I almost got one once back in like, that would have been 2000. Was that 2012? I believe. Yeah, 2012, I was working at a rock climbing gym in California. So I was training hardcore for climbing. And uh, I kind of got a one-arm pull-up back in that time period, but not really. It doesn't count. So I've been really diligently training for this. I'm doing three days a week. And basically, what I've been doing is negatives. And so I didn't just start doing it right away. I kind of worked up to it. So basically, what I did was... For two or three weeks, I was doing single arm rows and kind of an offset pull-up. So if you imagine if you have monkey bars two or pocket monkey, it'd probably be better with monkey bars two, but you could do it with pocket monkey as well. If you offset the handle, so they're maybe four to eight inches apart, depending on where you're at with your pull-ups. So the hand that's higher as I pull up, that top hand is ultimately going to take more of the load. And then on the way down, I can control it as a negative. So I was doing that and then just a straight up single arm row as well. Those, those are awesome. I think that's probably the best way to start. If you want to do single arm work, start with the single arm row, just as we talked about in the beginning, build up that neuromuscular connection, get used to pulling with just one arm, build that core strength, and then start to go to the pull up. But now what I've been doing is. I've been using a, basically a rubber band like you would use for like mobility and whatnot. They have like the super wide ones that are like three inches all the way down to like spaghetti style or spaghetti size, I should say. But so basically what I started doing, I started with a thicker band. I would throw it over a bar or you could use it with a monkey bar as well. So you could throw it over the, um, the bar itself, girth hitch it, and then you kind of have to hold the rubber, but it still works. So basically what I would do is the hand that I'm trying to train or the arm I'm trying to train is holding the bar. Or you could do this even with a pull-up bar as well, holding that the hand, the other hand's holding this bungee. And so what's cool is you can only pull so hard on the bungee before it starts to stretch. So it really emphasizes that higher hand. So I would do, I would pull up with that and then slowly lower. And then what I've been doing recently 
is I'm using a band that's stretchy enough that I can't really pull up with it. But what I can do is I'll jump to the top, full lockout. So it's think of like the top of a chin up, basically. So doing kind of like this thinker position where my chin is at my knuckles. And then I'm slowly lowering for like a five count all the way to full extension. I'll hang for just a beat at the bottom. I'll let go, jump back up, reset, and do it again. So I started doing those just like five sets of two reps each arm. So it was only 10, te- 10 reps total each arm, so super low volume. It was very intense the first couple of times I did it. My biceps were super sore, even my triceps. So this is definitely advanced monkeying, so make sure you work up to it. And I'll, uh, I'll have more detailed info on this. I think a video... As, as many of the things I keep talking about, a video would certainly help demonstrate and give you guys a visual for this. But if you're interested in doing this, I'd say for the pull-up specifically, start doing just five sets of two reps each side, full recovery in between, very low volume. We could even do like three or four sets. It doesn't have to be a lot. And then ultimately, you're going to work up to five sets of five reps each arm. Okay. And I would train this two to three times a week. Really, really focus on a controlled negative. If if the bottom, if you're like yanking onto your shoulder or elbow, you're going to need to give yourself a little bit more support. So I think this might be a new Misogi for 2020. You know, it's something I don't have to travel super far from it. It's something I've been wanting to do for so long. And I, I think I have, I think it's possible. However, I, I have, I don't know the best way to say this, but my ape index is large, I guess. And the ape index is the, basically the length of your arms relative to your height. And I, I was at a REI in Fort Collins, Colorado. And this guy, he runs up to me, dude, what is your ape index? I had no idea what he's talking about, but I took it as a compliment at the time and for climbing, it's actually somewhat, well, I'd say it's fairly beneficial because you can reach longer. So maybe there's a hold that's out of reach for someone that's maybe shorter, has a, a shorter reach. But for doing a one-arm pull-up, I think having a larger ape index actually is not super beneficial. So I'll see how it plays out for me, but I'll have to do a ape index reveal on a future show here. So stand by for that. All right. Last thing I want to say, just don't, don't get hurt doing trying the single arm. It's the first time I did that negative with not a lot of help. I think I tried it the first time actually just with no assistance and it tickled. So don't get hurt. Okay. Last item for today. I listened to a great podcast. It was on the school of greatness podcast. That's Lewis Howes podcast. It's, there's tons of good stuff on there. Definitely check it out. But he had an episode, it's episode number 916. Let me just confirm that for you guys here. That's correct. Episode number 916 on the School of Greatness podcast. That's with Lewis Howes. So he had a doctor, Dr. Mark Hyman, Dr. Mark Hyman. I'll put this in the show notes. I'll put a link as well. He had a doctor on and he was really just talking about the state of food in America. And it's, uh, I'm not going to try and recount too much because 
I don't want to mess anything up, but man, it was, it's really eye opening, and it really just, you know, I like, I heard Yvonne Chouinard, who founded Patagonia, he talked about leading the examined life. And I, I, food is such a critical part to our health, our fitness, our well being, I think, both physically and mentally. It's such an important part that being educated and enlightened on kind of the system we're living within is, is really important. And hopefully it'll kind of inspire anyone listening to maybe if not change anything immediately, at least be a little bit more cognizant of what's going on and maybe inspire you to take small changes to make things better. So definitely check it out. And I'd love to hear your guys thoughts. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. Have a wild weekend. Hope you guys are getting out there, getting after it, getting in some monkey time. And of course, getting in lots of wildness. So monkey on guys. I'll see you out there.